Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of reporter Clark Kent, learns of a mysterious man known as the Boot, who casts his evil shadow across the path of Frederick, a tiny midget, who fearfully announces... Oh, Robert Archer's in the hands of the Boot, Mr. Kent. There's no doubt about it, no doubt at all. Now, wait, Freddy, maybe... Mr. Archer's the only man who could prevent a terrible disaster to the whole world. Well... But we'll never find him now. Oh, the Boot has him. All is lost. I'll bet you've often heard people say it's an ill wind that blows no good. Well, that's pretty true, you know. Take, for instance, the cold weather and heavy snowfalls that have hit many parts of the country. For most adults, things like that mean many annoying inconveniences, such as transportation tie-ups, frozen water pipes, and, you know, lots of things like that. But for young folks, it means a lot of fun. Sleigh riding, ice skating, skiing, snow fights and such, which is as it should be. Yes, indeed, go on and have fun, lots of it. But while you're enjoying the winter sports, don't lose sight of the fact that accidents can happen while you're having fun, particularly if you're careless and don't take some steps to prevent them. So just remember a few simple rules. Don't play on busy streets, because ice and snow make it difficult for cars to stop. Don't skate on unsupervised ice. Make sure the ice has been tested and there is at least one grown-up present. Don't wander off in solitary hikes. It's too easy to flounder and get lost in snowdrifts. Wear warm clothes and keep them dry. Wet shoes and damp clothes lead to serious colds. Above all, remember at all times to be careful. And now, the adventures of Superman. A three-foot midget who calls himself Frederick the Great, the smallest man in the world, has sought the aid of Clark Kent and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen in his search for a man named Robert Archer. And unless Archer is found before February 1st, the midget warned, a terrible catastrophe would strike the world. At first, Kent and Jimmy refused to take the tiny man's story seriously. But their attitude was changed by a teletyped news flash, which stated that a man named Robert Archer, a professor in a small college, had suddenly disappeared under mysterious circumstances. In his true identity of Superman, Kent streaked with Frederick to the little college town of Parkersville, where they learned that just before Robert Archer disappeared, a sinister man, whom Frederick identified as the Boot, had been seen in the vicinity. Oh, I'm sure the Boot has taken Mr. Archer away, and I will never find him. We lost, Mr. Kent. The whole world is lost. Refusing to accept that, Kent, as Superman, searched the countryside and surrounding mountains but failed to find Archer or the mysterious evil man known as the Boot. Then, streaking back to Metropolis with Freddy, 
he secretly resumed his disguise of reporter Clark Kent. And we join him now in his office at the Daily Planet with Jimmy Olsen, where he is trying to quiet the little midget who stands on a desk in his green frock coat and striped trousers, wringing his tiny hands. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We're lost, Mr. Kent. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Freddy. Now, wait. Will you please calm down for one minute? Uh, Some information I must have from you. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, What do you want to know, old chap? Anything? Anything at all? Well, first, just who is this man you call the boot? Oh, he's a terrible man. A horrible man. There never was such a terrible man in all the world. You've already told us that. Yes. What I want to know is, who exactly is he, Freddy? Well, I, uh... I don't know exactly. What? That is, I, uh, I've never heard him called anything but the boot. That's because he wears thick black boots and walks with a very heavy uh, sort of a thumping limp because of an old injury. And you said he speaks with a foreign accent, right? Oh, that's right, Jimmy. Do you know where he comes from? Uh, no, but uh, it is rumored that he heads a band of international criminals, spies, uh, saboteurs, uh, murderers, and such. Cheapers. I see. And this man, the boot, killed your late master, Sir Hubert Clay. Oh, he did indeed, the fiend, because he wanted Sir Hubert's secret. For Pete's sake, what secret? Jim, I told you before, I don't know, but it, it, it was something wonderful, my master said, uh, something to do with, uh, uh, let me see, uh, uh, yes, yes, mathematics and, and, and physics and... Uh, uh, yes, astronomy. Oh, that's pretty was... general. Haven't you any idea what this, uh, well, at least what the purpose of this secret was, Freddy? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I remember the day he told me. Oh? It, it was just a little over a year ago. Uh-huh. Uh, my master had been away to the continent, and when he returned to our house in London, he was, oh, he was very, very happy. His eyes were shining. I've done it, Freddy. I've done it. Oh, you've done what, sir? Accomplished what I set out to do, but Joe. I told you I'd see to it there was never another war, didn't I? Oh, why, yes, I've heard you say so. Well, I... I've done it. Since the people on this globe are too stupid to stop destroying themselves in hideous wars, I've arranged matters so they'll never dare consider going to war again. Oh, that sounds jolly good, sir. But just how do you propose to do that? Well, you'd need a great scientific knowledge to understand my discovery, Freddy. However, in a week or two, you'll see for yourself how it works. Then you'll know. Everyone will know. All he told me, Mr. Kent. But Sir Hubert said you'd know more about this secret, that you'd see it in a week or two, Freddy. What about that? Oh, alas, that never came to pass. It didn't? Uh, No, Jim. You see, the next day, Sir Hubert and I embarked on a trip on the continent because somehow he learned that the boot was after his secret. And that, Sir Hubert said, must never happen. Because if the boot did get it, he could enslave the entire world overnight. Enslave the entire world? Wizards, was he serious? He most certainly was. Well, as we traveled, he became more and more nervous each day. We changed trains several times, but always, Sir Hubert said, he could feel the boot was following us. Sleeping lizards. Quiet, what Jim. happened? Go on, Freddy. Well, sir, that night, the third night, I believe it was, Sir Hubert woke me up at midnight. We stole from the train and took refuge on a tiny mountain inn. And it was there that it happened again. I'd fallen asleep again when he looked. Wake up, then. Wake up. He's here. Oh, who is, uh, who's the, uh... The boot. The, the boot? Oh, great Lucifer, where is he? He's where? outside. Uh, he and his men have this inn surrounded. Oh, great Jupiter, sir. What do we do? What can we do? Only one thing. Now, listen carefully, Freddy. You're very small, so I'm going to put you into a suitcase. And when the boot and his men start to come in, I'm going to throw the suitcase with you in it out into the snow. Then you can get away. Oh, but you, sir, what about you? Why, Freddy... I just heard someone come into the inn. Oh, did you? They'll be up here in a moment. Uh-huh. Listen now, you're to find Robert Archer. Do you have that? Robert Archer, a 
former assistant of mine. Oh, yes, Robert Archer. But where I don't I... know where he is, but find him. And when you do, say this to him. X is to Freddy as Y is to Sally. Repeat it. Yes, uh, uh, X is to Freddy as Y is to Sally. Right. And then say, the equation equals the first day of February. In the name of heaven, act quickly. Repeat that. Uh, the equation equals the first day of February. In the name of heaven, act quickly. Uh, I, I have it, sir. Good, Freddy. Now, don't fail me. You must find Robert Archer before the first of February next. If you don't, a terrible disaster will strike the entire world. Oh, but, sir, what the if... The boot's coming. Quiet. Into the suitcase with you, Freddy. Uh, yes, yes. Hurry, old chap. And in the name of heaven, find Robert Archer quickly and give him... What a spot you were in, Freddy. Yes. Go on, what happened then? Uh, well, a moment later, the boot and his men broke into the room. Sir Hubert flung the suitcase with me inside it out into the snow. As I cut myself free, I heard my poor master cry out. At that moment, I almost died with grief. But I'd given him my word to carry out his mission, so I, uh, I ran away. And Sir Hubert? Later, I heard that my poor master had died protecting a secret... <laughs> Oh, boy. You must have had quite a time of it since then. Oh, rather. But finally, I, I learned that Robert Archer was in the States, and I came here. And that's when you got a job in my aunt's circus? Well, that's right, Jim. I heard the boots thumping walk during a performance one day, and I persuaded your aunt and cousin to pack me into that box. But it was all for nothing, because now the boot has Robert Archer, and we'll never see him. Gee whiz, and it's only two weeks to February 1st. We are, son. Oh, come now. Let's not give up so easily. To begin with, the boot may not have Archer at all. Oh, he has, he has. I just know he sure, has. Sure, he must have, Mr. Kent. Well, now... Well, you know, he was seen at the college yesterday, just before Archer disappeared. Yes, but Archer may have seen the boot first and decided to make himself scarce. He may be hiding out somewhere right now, safe and sound. Oh, jumping jelly beans on him, thought of that. Oh, gosh, even if that is so, how can we find him? Well, the best stunt I can think of at the moment is to insert an ad in the personal column of the Daily Planet and of papers all over the country, addressed to Archer and asking him to contact me. I'll try to phrase the ad so he'll understand, and, well, if he is hiding out, I'm sure we'll hear from Say, him. Say, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Oh, I do hope so hard it works, but I'm afraid We'll that find we'll... out, Freddy, and very soon. I'm going to arrange about the ads right now. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Say, gang, did you ever see one of those big snow plows push through heavy, high-piled snow drifts to clear a road? Well, if you can picture that, you have a rough idea of how our judges are plowing through the avalanche of Superman hidden word contest entries that descended on us this week. And they're making surprisingly good time, too. Unbelievably good time, as a matter of fact. And all the time, making certain that each and every entry gets an equal amount of careful attention and consideration, so that every one of you gets an equal chance to win one of those swell prizes. One thousand of them. From the way they're going, I might even venture to guess, and, well, mind you, this is a guess and not a promise, that maybe, just maybe, we may be able to start announcing the names of the one thousand lucky winners within a week. Of course, could be, I'm being a mite too optimistic. But there is a chance that I'm right, a pretty good chance too, I'd say. So keep your fingers crossed with me and don't fail to be with us every day next week. I promise to keep you posted on how the judges are progressing. Meanwhile, keep listening. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is early evening in Metropolis. 
homeward bound throngs are hurrying for buses, the elevated stations, and the subways, only stopping long enough to snatch their favorite daily newspaper Planet. from shouting vendors. Through the hurrying crowds walks a tall, powerfully built man. A wide-crowned European-style hat is pulled low over his forehead, and the collar of his dark, heavy overcoat covers the lower part of his face as he strides along with a heavy, thumping limp. At a newsstand, he stops for a moment, buys a copy of the Daily Planet. Then he limps on around a corner where the traffic is lighter. Leaning against a doorway, he opens the paper. A neon sign above his head advertising a brand of coffee gives him light as he leaps through the newspaper. Finally, on the inside of the last page, he stops, and his long, thick forefinger travels down a column of personal notices. Then suddenly, in mid-page, it halts. His lips move soundlessly as he reads the notice to Robert Archer that is signed by Clark Kent. For a brief moment, a ghost of a smile flickers across the man's long, shadowy face. A look of savage exultation lights up his deep-set eyes. Then, thrusting the paper into his overcoat pocket, the tall man limps away, moving much more rapidly now and with definite purpose. Was that the boot? The much-dreaded man whose name is enough to make strong men shudder? There's a thrill a minute in store for you in Monday's excitement-packed episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Don't fail to tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 4 of Dead Man's Secret on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.